You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Welcome. It is the best time of the year for Eyes on the Prize and the podcast in general. We have the top 25, under 25, about to start, or it has already started, because your votes are supposed to be in by next Saturday. It's me, Patrick Bexel, here, and I'm joined by the non-fugitive, the permanent resident, the baker of Eastard, Anton Rosegård. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you for the warm welcome. Yeah, it feels good to be uh, to be uh, a permanent resident now. Everyone should know that Eastard is a fantastic place as well. If you haven't read the Volander books or watched this TV series, please do. I know not all of the TV series is around Eastard, though. They've uh, sampled the whole of Skåne, but it's it's an amazing area. Anton lives perfectly. Uh, they have some good coffee shops. Anton has told me they have one if the boss makes the coffee. Otherwise, yeah. it's it's not good at all. But we're, that's not what we're here to talk about. Scania, Skåne or coffee, unfortunately, because that would be a whole other podcast, wouldn't it, Anton? Yes, it would. Uh, we could probably talk about that for quite some time as well. But as of now, we have 54 players to to rank during this week. And I think it's going to be a headache for for many of us uh, who are, you know, both eligible. The the incredible thing is I've just started mine. I know you turned your in. We're not going to mention any names where they're ranked or anything. Just skimming through the list. And, and sorting out the players. I have players that I like somewhere around 25 to 30. Yeah. That I think will be NHLers. Yeah. That's the problem. It's easy maybe to put the last one in and the top one in, but everything in between is just, it's just a mess because the longer you think about it, the more you tinker with it. It's a little bit like that uh, TV show, The League. You, you shouldn't move around your players on on Sunday night, uh, day before the, the NFL game starts, because if you take tinker at that time, you're going to switch players around and you're not going to get the maximum out of it. A little bit like here, but you're going to be wrong in regards to the community vote, which is usually around 400 sample votes. And uh, it's always fun. It's a great discussion. It has, uh, we've had some few good discussions in it. Everyone, that was on the site, the Brett Leonard discussion, it was a mess. But otherwise, I think it's it's been very well, even with players that has been very difficult to rank for other for, for a lot of different reasons, be it that they play in a league that is not very common, be it that they uh, play in a few minutes in a very high league, etc., etc. It's 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 a good thing, and there is a lot of people that listens to this and are not part of the Eyes on the Prize that has so much good information in the comments after uh, or when we reveal the list. So make sure to, if you're one of those people that listen to the pod and has good information or want to try this, go in, rank the players, Create you have to create an account first, but also make sure to leave the comments in there with your analysis because... That's how a few of us started, leaving comments and ending up writing for, for, for Eyes on the Price. It's a great way to start. It's a great way to interact. And it's a great way to actually watch um, Montreal games down the line. Yeah, for sure. And let's hope for a new record in, in community votes this year because it's so much fun. And there are so many players to, even if you feel like, you know, you're not quite sure about some of the names or wh- where you're supposed to rank them. It's okay. We're all, you know, 
nobody can know everything about 54 players. It's impossible if you're not Hadi Kalakesh or Dev, David San Luis who, who watch, watches Prospect all year long. For uh, uh, for the rest of us, it's just a fun exercise. And, you know, no one is the wiser. No one is correct all the time. Like last year, I, I had Frederick Dishov, uh, the, the gnome, uh, the gnome, as you call him, um, at 12th position, because I really thought that he would hit it off in Frölunda and that he would get brought over uh, to play in Laval. It obviously didn't work out. Montreal released him. Uh, well, didn't pick up his rights, basically. Um, so I was wrong there. I also had Arbor Zekai at, I think it was 36th place last year obviously i didn't think that he was gonna go in and play um nhl minutes all year long um th that was my mistake as well i thought i saw in arbor Jekai, i saw a, a wonderful story uh someone who would um be a throw-in for the hl team and would uh, rely heavily on just being a gritty guy um he showed that he is capable of much more than that you just look Two years back, for example, we had um, Michael Pizzetta ended up at 36th position out of 41 ranking eligible players. I had Michael Pizzetta 41st overall uh, because it was 42 players ranked. Jesperi Kotkaniemi left uh, the franchise before the ranking was actually presented. He was ranked third overall, but that position was scratched. So it was 41 players in the end. So I only had Arvid Henriksson below Michael Pizzetta. Michael Pizzetta then went on going from uh, an AHL fourth liner to being an NHL mainstay for most of that season. And yeah, it just goes to show that every, anyone, everyone can be wrong, you know, completely wrong. And it doesn't matter. It's it's a fun thing to do, and I love making these uh, these lists every year. Of course, we've all been wrong. I think I had Henriksson in the top twenty-five for one year, and then the last couple of years I've had him at the bottom every time. But he had a couple of minutes in of ASHL, and it pointed to the fact that he would be able to maybe make that team, and and for the next season. And I saw the upside. I didn't want to see the downside. And you learn from your mistakes. That's the important bit as well. There are other stories that we have. Obviously, the community was very high on learnout and uh, the writers wasn't. And, and uh, well, for once, the writers were probably right. But more often than not, uh, the community vote is a very good indication of where players end up. And uh, when you... The best thing for you would to be is so Justin doesn't have too much work to do after the, the vote has been uh, switched off. It is to to make your own list in Excel or Google Docs or something and be sure to save it. Yeah. So you know how you ranked it. You will be wrong. That's just fun. That's part of the process, as Anton says. Uh, you learn something. You suddenly you realize that this person that is commenting on the article, that person knows a lot about the queue, as an example. And which which means that the next time you read a comment about the queue, you're very, you're looking to that comment in in a much better way, and and you understand it, and you it, you you weigh it more, as more important. So so. All that makes for a much better analysis and, and, and experience at Eyes on the Price. As you mentioned, though, 54 players, 
The, and and one of them isn't signed yet, and that's Jesse Ilonen. He will uh, Montreal will most likely keep his rights anyway. So we're counting him into the list. Yeah, there are players that are just drafted. There are players that is in their last season uh, of eligibility. There are players that has been. Yeah, we we have to add to that. When you say that players are in their last year of eligibility, the only two players who are 24 at present and won't be el- eligible for the next list are Raphael Harvey-Pinard and the newly uh, acquired uh, Lias Anderson. Those are the only two players who are, who have turned 24 at this point. Don't do this to me because that means we're going to have like what seven more players to add next year? It's possible, yes. Uh, obviously there are players who will not be signed, their rights will expire. There are players who are on one-year deals and they will not uh be re-signed. Um you can you can see players like Nicolas Baudin for example who has done well with Laval but we don't know how long he's going to stick around. He's a former first round pick, but he's 23 turning 24 this year, but he would be eligible for next year. Um, Nick Suzuki, um, it will be his last year next year. Um, he's born in August 99, so he will just make the cut for one more list. Um, Jesse Ullinen, who you were talking about, he's also 23, so next year will be his, his last, but it's an incredibly young list still. We see here one player, for example, who, who I was thinking about was Jan Mishak, who is still only... He recently turned 21, and it feels like he's been around for so long. He turned 21 less Kapanen. than a month ago. Yes, uh, Oliver Kapanen. Yeah, for sure. How old is he? Yeah, he's 20. He turned yeah. 20 in... Yeah, he's not even 20 yet. And he's been around for two or three years. Like. Yes, yes. He. I mean, obviously, like... But, but it just feels like he's been along for longer. Uh, but yeah, he turns 20 in in um, just a few weeks. So yeah, it's um, it's still, you know, a lot of these players will be mainstays. They, they will continue to move up. Um, it will be fun to see, um, you know, in, in two years time, for example, when uh, when Nick Suzuki isn't eligible anymore. Um, obviously, he, he will be somewhere near the top. Um, he's been the reigning champion for a couple of years now. It will be interesting to see who follows him, um, who will develop into a future number one, um, top 25, um, following players like um, Alex Galchenyuk was number one at, at one point. Max Domi was number one at one point. Jonathan Roy, um, I think P.K. Subban was no, number was, one. Was, was Subban really? Because I think Price... Uh... Oh, okay, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Was Carrick. at that time. And Press already too. So, yeah. you know, it's it's... But yeah... The the one that is not even the ones that we rank community and and writers together as number one might turn out to the best prospect in the pool. It's not written in stone. This no. list. it's it's something that we do for fun and it's supposed to be fun. So don't worry. I I want to stress this. I was terrified to do it the first year because <laughs> my name would obviously be on the ballot and and be showcased. Uh, and you will always be wrong. And uh, sometimes you you defend yourself, and other times you just let it be. Mm. And sometimes you go, "Yeah, I was wrong," because I knew too little about this person. And and that is is what everyone does. And uh, you know, half of us use for for some of these guys, you use Elite Prospects or or any other site or any of the draft books that came out that year that were drafted to see what kind of information you can gather. 
but let's also be honest we don't spend 12 hours on on this list we don't so, <laughs> i do <laughs> well you do no, i spend I, don't. I, sp I spend I about know. five maybe yeah and a couple of beers so yeah. the list will always be uh, a little bit different at the end than i presume yeah the rule is one beer per player right <laughs> so it's going to be 54 beers for you this year and then i will have to drag it out over the next week but anyway mm -hmm. This is what I have to look forward to. I'm going to read out what, what Justin has wanted us to do. In, in yeah. a, Many people preferred the would you trade player A for player B method of weighing the options in the past. One issue with this particular method was that you may end up placing more importance on current NHL players than top end prospects. The goal of this project is to rank players according to the projected impact at NHL level. This does not necessarily mean when the, with the Montreal Canadiens and not necessarily for the upcoming season. Assume every player has an open shot at claiming the place in the lineup that their skill suggests. On the flip side, a player already producing a third-line role in the NHL is likely more valuable than a long-term prospect who has a small chance of becoming a top-six player. Your decision in those situations will depend on how confident you are that that prospect will reach the projected ceiling. With that in mind, instead of asking player which player you would rather trade, ask which player you'd rather lose. Yeah. Uh, and and this is a very good thing to do. You think yeah. about which player would you lose and to what price, and realistic price. I mean, uh, of course, I would think that you know I would r gladly gr uh, um, take or lose uh, Gordin for a uh, first overall pick, and that's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So so exactly. realistically, which brings in the next. So so, so what you mean is you're going to have Uriah Lapkowski above Alexander Gordon, right? Yeah. I yes. Will, okay. I will, yeah. So, so just yeah. so we're sure about that. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, uh, it's also important to think that there are prospects that are still prospect that might mm. have a very good uh, development path for the NHL, be it this year, be it next year, be it in three years' time, and that is something you have to be confident in when you're voting. Of course, and that, we... that's yeah. That, that's where we can uh, differ in opinion, yeah. obviously, because if we look at a player like, if we take an example, Arbor Zekai, for example, he's uh, currently you know an NHL player, uh, albeit on one of the worst rosters in the league, ended up fifth last last season, but he is an NHL player. If we look at a prospect like Adam Engstrom, for example, there is probably a chance that he ends up. Some people will think that he will end up a better player than Arbor Zekai, so they would rather trade. Zekai, or like not trade, you would rather lose Zekai because you see a, a bigger potential in Adam Engstrom. There are others who see a bigger potential in Arba Zekai, who believe that he can be a top four defenseman in the NHL and maybe see uh, the chances of Adam Engstrom becoming a top four uh, top four defenseman in the NHL rather slim. Okay, then you put Shekai above Engstrom and that's basically the, the exercise. And, and there's also that guy... Or, or those guys that would think that Adam Engstrom might be on a higher place in the lineup, but yeah. for another team. Yeah, yeah. So, so you have to consider that a little bit as well. Yeah. Will they reach their peak, or even you know, Shekai for being included in a, in a package where you get a better draft pick next year, and and then he ends up being a top four player in you know, which always happens for for Montreal in Tampa Bay Lightning. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well um, just to clarify that as well, we were both correct before. Carrie Price was the inaugural number one when we started this exercise back in 2010. He was also the number one in 2011. And then P.K. Subban was the number yeah. one for two years. Alex Galchenyuk was number one for four years after that. Then Dwayne one year, Domi one year, and then Suzuki twice. So there we have the full list of number ones. That's an impressive list in a way, considering what has... has... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, in, in one way, we were right, uh, with exception for two players, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just impressive to think that um, at one point, Alex Galchenyuk was, you know, the, the prime, you know, prime possession uh, below the age of 25 in the... Uh, uh, in the whole or organization because like obviously a third overall pick and everything um, no it's just uh, I mean things are looking better from a pure prospect covered kind of you know kind of um, yeah uh, perspective now um, having 54 players under the age of, of uh, 25 obviously looks better in regards to the future than it was you know just five six years ago Exactly. Thinking about this, um, there is obviously one thing that we do. We do individual uh, write-ups. Uh, we do uh, group write-outs for those on, outside the top 25. We, go, we write who's uh, left the list. We write out a lot of different things. Uh, sometimes we make a joke about uh, Splarge Ribbonson, but he has actually graduated now after an He is not. <laughs> He's aging backwards. Well, according to some... He yeah. hasn't graduated, but from the most of us, he has. Uh, on the other hand, though, we will continue to do this list. Last year, we did single episodes for the top 10. Mm. It was a success, at least numbers-wise. We had guests. We, Anton and I, that more or less drives the top 25 under 25 team here on the podcast, uh, would really like you to leave feedback in the article or on Twitter, or on Facebook, where you can contact Eyes on the Price in that regard, because I think that's actually somewhere they do look. And tell us what you want out of this podcast series for the top 25 under 25. I'm quite sure that we won't be able to do the full 25 list as individual podcasts, though. That would take a lot of time, and I'm not sure either of us can do it, because my vacation has ended at that point. And you probably started a new job then, Anton. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but we really appreciate your feedback. This is a community exercise. We try to live up to what the community wants from this exercise. It is obviously both the communities and the writers' best time of the year, unless we win the Stanley Cup. Uh, I need to, to clarify that. But on the other hand, so we also would like you to participate not only in the voting, but participate in helping Anton and I with some insightful comments about what you expect from the podcast. We would really appreciate it. Yeah. Also, uh, just remember that, you know, we read the comments on the article. So if you have any questions for us that you want us to bring up on the podcast, just ask away. You know, if you have any anything that you want us to take up with future guests or or whatever, it's just you know it's great fun for us. The more um, engagement we get get from you guys, we do this podcast for uh, the better, obviously. 
And we're going to close it off here. It's a short podcast. We really, really appreciate you listening. It's not maybe the podcast that we normally do. It is an introduction. we got a few weeks to plan it all. And we would need a little bit of help. Which guest would you want on the podcast is probably the main thing uh, that we're looking for. Because sometimes we get stuck. As long as we've had the podcast, there's always one guest that's backed out for the top 25, under 25. Thank you guys for listening. Please enjoy the rest of the day. And uh, please, if you just listen to the podcast, sign up to Eyes on the Price and do this exercise because it is a fun one. is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney+.